Today on FranX, should you buy a franchise during a recession? So Brent, the the big topic, everyone seems to be projecting a recession, economic turbulence. Everyone rightfully so feels that franchising or there's always elements of franchises that succeed uh, during times of challenge, during times of recession. I personally think something big is coming, Um, but what's out there, what's on radar for franchisees, franchisors, what are you seeing in terms of economic climate and planning? We're seeing a lot. We're seeing two different tales from the franchisee to the franchisor. So let's start with the franchisee and what we're seeing. So at any one time at Raintree, we have, I don't know, a thousand qualified candidates going through a discovery process with the brands we represent. Um, and the majority, the, the feedback from our development directors is the majority um, of those candidates have at least some sort of fear in that they express in their decision-making process in the questions that they ask and in their own journey as they're evaluating, should I buy a franchise or not? So um, whether we actually enter a recession or not, the reality is that the fear is probably the same as if it is versus isn't. Uh, it's affecting folks right now. Um, and... So, yeah, we're working through that fear. We're having those discussions every day with candidates. Um, A lot of it is is just education, right? Um, We've been focused on it at Raintree. We've we've kind of been digging around and and doing our homework, and we've been through, certainly my partner's been through uh, a couple before. Um, And I think, you know, the starting point here is um, we look at the history of what has occurred in franchising during past recessions. And the good news is that franchising is not a new industry um, like a lot of others in in terms of investment vehicles out there. There's been 12 recessions since um, Ray Kroc popularized the franchise model in the 1950s. So we have um, some history to, to figure out. Uh, some history to kind of give us clues on how we should attack this when we're buying franchises and when we're running franchise companies as franchisors. But the um, to answer your question, the very high level, Charles, is absolutely, there's not, we're not officially in a recession, but um, the fear of folks buying a franchise feels like we are. Are you seeing that on your end? <clears throat> so so I, I think we're a trailing indicator as a law firm. Right. So we're still seeing deals close and we're seeing the deal flow. Um, We're still seeing very strong interest in franchise model. And we're seeing in certain industries, retail, um, even restaurant, we're seeing businesses be successful, expand organically and evaluate the franchise model. So the winners are still happening out there. Um, the question is, 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 is there a delayed effect, what we see in, in the spectrum? Um, I think everyone feels like there's economic turbulence recession. I, I think it's intentional, right? Federal Reserve increasing rates is about expectations, slowing down the economy. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not seeing it yet. I, I, our franchise or brand seems strong. 
Um, I will say in the past two months, we do see deal flow uh, slow down a little. So I have seen that slowdown in what's going on. Um, but I, I, I would expect the economic challenge is going to be in this Q4 and Q's one and two next year is what I'm expecting. I'm, I'm curious, Brent, when you're having the conversations, because really like a whole millennial generation really hasn't seen economic downturn. Like, are you seeing anything generationally between, I guess, Gen X and millennial franchise buyers, or does that come into play at all? Not so much in Gen X. We don't see a ton. They're, they're the minimal uh, in terms of, of franchise buyer profile for us, mm-hmm. certainly millennials. Um, <clears throat> and it's interesting, we talked last year about kind of our experience in um, franchising through COVID, right, which was in fact a recession, right? It was the shortest one in history, but it was still a recession. And um, the millennial profile, the millennial age was was the highest uh, number of franchises we awarded in that short recession time. Um, so there's a few reasons as to why that might be. Um, but I think perhaps it's the millennial population. You know, I'm a millennial myself. We're, we're, we're of an age where um, we like to find facts and we can easily try and find them and assess them for ourselves in the, in the world of the internet, you know, right? Like my parents, when they were sick, they'd call the doctor and go straight to the doctor. Myself, my friends, my brother, my wife, when we're feeling something off, we better bet that you're on Google and you're searching, you're finding case studies and you're reading medical journals and doing all sorts of things and trying to self-diagnose. And I think that um, that served that, that, that generation in COVID well. They were able to understand that, again, talking about the history of franchising, they were able to kind of hear um, how well franchising's fared as an industry compared to other industries. Um, a lot of these folks during that time, and perhaps if we do hit a recession, this will happen again. There was there was layoffs. And there was also in COVID, um, a lot of folks kind of quitting, saying, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not sitting in an office and I'm going to figure out something else. And franchising became an attractive alternative. And that's the same um, kind of flow of, of additional franchise buyers that you see during a recession in terms of folks that get laid off and decide I'm not going back to sitting in an interview and trying to find another corporate position just to get laid off again. What's this whole franchising thing? And I think, you know, that millennial population were able to dig in and see that during the great recession, at least um, franchising statistically very clearly outperformed independent business owners in terms of um, survivability rate, in terms of output, in terms of all types of metrics. Um, so too did did franchising, what we can see from our end at least, seem to outperform um, corporate America you, when we matched up um, some friend data info to see how um, franchise-related stocks compared to get against others. And and you put all this thing, these things together, you put this data in front of um, folks like millennials that have spent a lot of time or, or really understand um, the value in researching things and making decisions accordingly. And, and I think that's why we saw so many millennials buy franchises in that last mini recession we had in 2020. You know, and, and that, that reinforces the favorability and success of the franchise businesses because <clears throat> the franchise buyers are getting smarter, right? And they're making better decisions. Um, 
and it's interesting because franchising does fit in well with the millennial generation and and this, you know, this movement away from corporate America. And I was reading articles today. I, like I'm fascinated by whether or not, and unrelated to franchising, whether or not economically, what will be the impact on all the commercial real estate, right? And office buildings. And so <clears throat> in terms of buying a franchise right now, Brent, because you have the unique insights, if, you had a, if we had a map out in a very genuine way, what are the three foundational resistance or questions franchise candidates are having when they're connecting, do I buy this franchise if a recession is coming? And what is the genuine response that, that you feel is appropriate, you know, when you consider franchising and where we are today? Yeah, I think um, if someone's really truly interested in taking up franchising as an alternative path to the corporate world, um, or whatever it may be, I think there's so many variables that go into should you buy one or not, and we work through those. But you know, when I speak with my friends, right, I get this question too right now, and, and it's easy to answer when it's a personal basis and, and you can have a relaxed conversation. And so that relaxed conversation for me right now is, look, dude, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're trying to get into franchising, uh, to replace your income and to, to quickly make a return on investment so you can look after your family and take control of your future through turbulent times. Then let's look at some service brands. Let's look at some lower investment brands where um, even in a recession, you know, in the last recession, the Great Recession, we saw that you know, the home services franchises, their output increased by about 10% when the rest of the world was down double digits. And so um, they, people continued to invest in their homes, even though we're all terrified. Um, so that's the first thing is why you want to look at it. But then there's another bunch of reasons if you, again, if your motivation is to replace an income and make money now, um, you don't have a, a big investment in terms of a retail build out um, and a lengthy process there where you're not generating sales revenue. Um, you can get your business open in a matter of weeks. And generally speaking, with a home services franchise, you can experience lower overhead um, and therefore potentially higher margins. So if I'm speaking to someone and that's what they're looking to do is replace that income because they're kind of worried about their, their their position in the corporate world, let's look at those brands. Um, if you're if you're if you're not so much worried about replacing an income and you want to look at this as a great time and an opportunity to benefit from franchising in a unique way, uh, I definitely suggest looking at retail franchises, looking at um, food franchises, and the reason being, you'll see unique opportunities in, in environments of economic turbulence. Um, in the last in COVID, we saw uh, great deals on real estate. Um, we saw. Uh, a, a whole bunch of reasons as to why you, lower interest rates, easier access to capital, a bunch of things where really smart investors said now's the time. Um, and so based on your average recession, which is 10 to 12 months, that's about the time it takes to get your average retail-based franchise open. So chances are you can capitalize on the list of benefits that occur for a retail franchise in a recession and be open in time to start to see us pop out of it, which um, a lot of people timed pretty well in the last recession. So absolutely, if they're either of, of your options, um, the answer, and if they're either of the, the, the motivations to want a franchise, then... Um, at a high level, yeah, there's two really good opportunities as to why it might be a good idea to buy during a recession. 
All that being said, you then have to have the conversation of let's make sure your skill sets match the brand. Let's make sure the culture matches the brand and don't make those, those, those common and sometimes fatal mistakes. But overall, absolutely, for the right reasons. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great reference point, right? Because I didn't look at it that way. It does take 10 to 12 months <clears throat> to get a retail franchise open. And I do agree. It, it, it's interesting because service-based brands have definitely proven their value and, and have been very uh, a great vehicle for franchise buyers. More and more, um, as we approach economic turbulence and, and as I speak with franchisors, I think there are great retail opportunities out there, whether it's a specialized restaurant or even niche product service providers out there. Um, so I, I, I think there's really good opportunity out there on the retail space. And the benefit there, your box generates business. And if you're with the right franchisor, you, you should be working with the right profit margins. Um, and the right products and services. And we're even seeing some retail-based businesses incorporate and add on service-based components where they have their box and maybe they do provide a version of their services and products at home and other things. But I definitely think retail may be the next big story. But I think it's specialized retail, specialized restaurant. I mean, it'll be interesting. We're seeing... You know, on the specialty products, cookies come on very strong. Whether you're you're talking about crumble and and you know, I, I haven't evaluated the unit level economics, but I, I think retail's interesting. I never made the connection though with the fact that hey, it's going to take you nine to twelve months to get open, which I guess gets to Brent. What are you seeing with financing? Like, are you seeing any resistance or more challenges there? Yeah, I think so. Um, certainly some more headwinds. I think the SBA process is always an arduous one, to be honest, but it's seemingly a little longer right now. Um, for some folks, a little more difficult. Uh, but I also think that uh, we've talked about this before, Charles, you know, we work with um, FranFund, we work with Benetrans, and they're getting really good at, at making folks understand the benefit of alternative financing mm -hmm. options out and I would say that SBA used to be the primary way that, that our candidates would get funding for franchises. It's no longer. We're seeing far more 401k rollovers, um, HELOCs, and a variety of other really creative and, and more beneficial for the average buyer, for the average franchise, new franchise owner. Um, and, and, and so... I think the, the greatest telltale right now is even in the face of banks tightening up a little bit on the SBA, uh, Raintree is just coming off, I think, our second second biggest month ever last month in terms of number of franchises awarded. Uh, and for me, that's kind of the ultimate benchmark of what's going on and are people struggling. Are they, old, are they scared enough to not buy and not take advantage of some of the opportunities right now um, or not get access to capital? And the fact that, that we're, we're, we're awarding more franchises than ever tells me that it's not as big a headwind as it may have first seemed. And, and then, Brent, what's your advice for – so I, I, I think we've – like, it's very compelling, right, from a franchise buyer perspective. I find the right franchisor. I think our answer here is, you know, as long as there's quality and the right financing and the right focus, the recession may be actually a catalyst, right, for a franchise investment. 
for the franchisors out there, what's your advice for them? Let's assume we're going into some economic turbulence. Let's assume we're going to hit a 12-month recession. What's your advice for them in terms of their system growth, their franchise development, you know, the overall strategy as they approach this? Uh, selfishly, my advice should be do what most brands did last, last mini recession in COVID and stop spending, <laughs> stop trying to grow, uh, freak out, run scared, because the reality is that um, we purchased a franchisor right after COVID. Um, we pressed the gas on lead generation and growth in 2020 and um, or late 2020 when we kicked it off into 2021. And there's no way we should have been generating the number of leads, applicants and deals that we did with that brand for what we were spending. Um, it's slowed up right now because it's competitive again. So selfishly, I want people to turn their budgets off and think that they're doing it smart and play it safe so um, we can go out there and, and, and get much more value out of our market, franchise marketing spend. But um, I think the reality is, Charles, you could probably attest to this. I want to hear your opinion. But I think folks learned that lesson. Good franchisors, most franchisors learned that lesson last time. And uh, at least on my end, I've only got you know, 10 brands that I work with every day. I think you have infinitely more than that almost. Um, but I'm not seeing that type of, of, of fear at all right now. Um, what are you seeing? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not seeing that fear. In fact, again, it may be a biased population set, but I'm actually seeing smart franchisors evaluating their strategies. So, uh, I'm, you know, the conversations are typically, um, they're evaluating, well, our, you know, we had successful growth with these broker networks. We had a good level of growth on the digital front. Um, I, I'm seeing brands have some frustration on the digital, for sure. Um, during COVID, I think for many brands, the broker networks have been great. Um, I think the big opportunity right now for these successful brands is to play to their strength. And I and it gets to your point about their digital presence. And so if during the past two years, you've been supporting and opening up franchisees and they're thriving right now, and we have a strong item 19, there's so much potential in terms of the digital that you should be doing with these franchisees um, to the point where your organic reach and your organic strength is just gonna get stronger. But I'm, I'm seeing franchisors focus on this like they're not, I mean, the smart franchisors and as many, they're not just sitting back and sheltering. They're actually planning, uh, they're, they're leveraging their growth. They're leveraging the capital they've been growing during the past 24 months and are looking to reinvest in, in, um, in the future. So for sure, I'm seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think we're seeing the same thing just on a smaller scale, like I said, um, it'll be interesting as, as we move along here to see um, how brands position themselves as potentially that economic turbulence increases. I think one thing that we learned and one thing that, you know, we're kind of encouraging even brands that we don't work with that, that come looking for, for some feedback. I think it's easy to uh, make assumptions um, when you're positioning your franchise because we all know our brands, we all know the strength of the franchise model. And a lot of times, I don't think collectively as an industry, we do a great job in um, articulating that to especially first time franchise buyers, which make up kind of the bulk of the types of sales that we do. 
And, um, and I think that especially in an environment like this, stepping back and making sure that you're doing your bit to educate folks on just the, the, the benefits of franchising in general, right? The collective power of the community, especially in economic turbulence and times like now. Um, some of those things that we mentioned before, the unique benefits to franchise investment and, and folks that own and operate franchises as opposed to other um, wealth generation vehicles or, or having a job uh, or staying in corporate America. Um, I think that that's a really important thing to do. You know, we talk a lot about our why you, why now, and it can fit into that, right? It can fit into um, <clears throat> how franchising in general really is an attractive model. And again, I'll circle back all the way to the history of franchising in recessions. Time and time again, the data shows it outperforms. It outperforms corporate America. It outperforms independent business owners. And, um, and I think that there's real power in, in, in playing that, that educator, uh, the role of the educator, and making sure that every candidate that we're working with across all our brands understands that, you know, I genuinely believe that this is, this is a smart investment. When you apply your, the right skills to the right brands and they're good franchise brands, now's a great time. And I think that um, there's a job to be done in all of us in making sure that the world knows. Because as we, we, we know, even going a step back further than that, the number of folks that just don't understand what franchising as a model is out there is staggering, right? We we all have that conversation every day of, oh, you're in franchising? Like, is that McDonald's? And the number of folks that are being let go um, or will be let go from their corporate jobs or just miserable as the word evolves. And, and for a lot of people, the idea of corporate America isn't what it was 5, 10, 20 years ago. They don't even know that there's this alternative business model called franchising, which with their skill sets and what their goals are is actually a perfect fit. And they have no idea. And, um, and so that's kind of one of our things right now is not only the recession part, but just getting better at making sure that the world knows how special franchising is and how many great brands that you get to live and see and breathe every day that they have no idea about. Well, and, and you use the word community, Brent. And I, I think that's the big opportunity for the franchisors right now is to leverage, right, for good franchisors, their community. Um, we, we had our, for our firm, we had our quarterly traction meeting. Um, and again, you always fight that urge to look out and just keep looking in and deeper. Right. And, and the most basic conclusion, like for every good franchisor is let's triple or quadruple our focus on our client community and enhancing that. Right. And let's even do a deeper dive into it. You know, we left our meeting of saying one of our, you know, our rocks is like to do a drill down on cl our clients, where they're at, revenue levels, and to see those those pieces on how we can make a more, more coherent community and better service, right? So franchisors do that. They, they light up their community. Franchise buyers see it. They become unstoppable. And I think that's, that, I think that's a big opportunity going into this. Absolutely. I could not agree more. Could not agree so more. Brent, I think this is the best episode because Nick Powell's isn't here. I think we've accomplished a lot more. I think the Shots answer right. is, I mean, so we're in agreement. Like, again, I don't like certain, you know, when people just blasting out generically, like recessions are great for franchising and it's, it's not a one size fits all. But you know what? For the franchise community and everyone else, I think we've 
earn the ability to say as a as an industry, you know, the past couple of years, it's been a very diligent industry with good players. I think it's improved lives. Yeah, absolutely. I think that franchising is uh, recession proof is a bunch of nonsense. Um, <laughs> as you know, it's just simply not the case. There's winners and losers in every environment and our industry is no different. But again, the data... The, the 12 recessions prior to this, pretty conclusively from how I look at it, say that franchising is, is as a, in general, a recession-resilient model and, and, a, and a great option for a lot of folks. All right. That's it for NX.